shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Francois, and I'm joined by my co-host and wife, Felicia. This is episode 10, which is recapping the two games that the Liberty played this past week after a crushing defeat last Wednesday against the Dallas Wings. As Kayla Foran and Jocelyn Willoughby said, the team needs to play with more heart, a greater sense of urgency, and just be tougher. So those things were going to be important against the Washington Mystics, depleted of a few starting players, but not lacking greed and resilience. And Felicia, the player that brought her game for this matchup was definitely Jonko Jones, isn't it? Exactly. I just want to give her, JJ, got to give her her flowers. <laughs> um, this is the JJ we wanted to see all year. Um, you know, we saw flashes. I think we've been saying it like... She comes out strong usually in the first half. They're getting her the ball. And then the second half, she seems to disappear for some reason. I don't know if that's her overthinking, a coaching thing. Either way, for this game, we saw JJ show up. She was aggressive. This is the JJ we saw, I think, even a couple years ago when she was still with Connecticut. Mm. And we were hoping this is who we were going to get. And this is definitely who we got. Uh 27 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. She definitely dominated well this game, especially in the first half. Yeah, I mean, when I was watching the game, I was I was excited because I haven't seen that Jonko Jones in a very long time. And you almost kind of forget that she was MVP just two seasons ago. MVP, that's not like something that you can belittle. And so to see that JJ again being dominant... Uh, just attacking the basket, scoring frees with confidence. It was really needed, especially at a moment where the Liberty uh, started a game uh, losing 10-2. Sandy Brandello took a quick timeout after the Liberty, you know, turned the ball over quite a few times and we're just, you know, kind of lacking effort on defense and just not prepared for a game that, you know, it wasn't going to be an easy walk in the park despite the fact that Quite a few stars on the Mystics teams uh, were missing. And by having a performance like JJ uh, did, especially in the first half, it really tremendously helped that team. And I really hope that, you know, moving forward, we could see more of that because we talk a lot about Vandersloot, we talk a lot about Brianna Stewart, but John Quinn Jones could be the deciding factor from being a potential contender to, you know, who knows, maybe a championship team. Yeah, uh, I definitely think. You know, JJ, you got to get her the ball inside. And she has to be aggressive and not overthink what she's going to do next. You know, she has to just play her game. And, you know, I think this was a great game for her to kind of figure those things out. Mm. Especially, yeah, you have a couple players down uh, from the Mystics. But still, this was a good game for her to just start to let everything click. Mm. And hopefully take that into the into future games so that she doesn't overthink when she gets into the paint. You definitely need that presence because I think that's where, outside of Stewie, you're missing that paint presence. Um, when you see previous games and teams are really, I mean, look at what Dallas, you know, what Dallas did. You know, they had so many points in the paint and we had very little. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. you know, so I think that you need her and she's an important piece to this puzzle for the New York Liberty. Yeah, and I think that even though I do believe that um, Sandy Brandello and her coaching staff were not necessarily sure of how to 
utilize her the, the best. And you could also argue that physically she was not 100%. But what was very interesting after the game, she was basically saying that she was overthinking stuff. And, you know, that, that got into her head and she just, mm -hmm. like, needs to play and, you know, not, you know, overthinking things. And if that's all it takes for her to play at that level, well, you know, I'm, I'm more of that, please. So that was definitely great. And uh, what was also interesting was, well, I mean, you know, it's not that we're surprised by her performances, but Sabrina Ionescu. I feel like uh, in this game against the Mystics, uh, especially considering that Vendersloot only had three assists in this game and she's the best passer uh, of the league right now. Uh, it was it was fun to see kind of like the Sabrina Ionescu of last season, uh, this sort of all-around all player doing a bit of everything. Um, and Sandy Brandello did say after the game that she thought it was one of the best games Sabrina had played for them on both ends of the floor. Uh, they put the ball back in her hands a little more mm -hmm. and like Slut, she has a great vision and see things happen before they happen. That was a, um, you know, an answer from Jackie Paul's uh, questions after the game. But yeah, like it wasn't just like Sabrina the scorer, Sabrina scoring frees, even though she did score a lot of frees in that game that helped us tremendously. She was doing a bit of everything, getting rebounds, incredible assists and mm -hmm. I kind of love that Sabrina more than just the, the catch-and-shoot uh, person that she's been more of this season, isn't it? Yeah, I think she, you know, I think now we're in the second half of the season, you know, and I think she's turning it on because you know what's ahead, you know, you know where you want to get to and you still got work to do, but now you're, you're coming into that second half, first half of the season's over, and yeah. so... You gotta push, and you and I think that's what she's doing. You know, I think she's also continuing uh, from her three-point reign from the three-point contest at the All-Star Game. I think she's just yeah, continuing definitely. that focus. Um, and so, yeah, I think just like last year when you saw, she has just a great vision of the court. You know, she it's not just Vandersloot. Uh, Ionescu definitely has a fantastic vision of the court, and so. You know, she's turning it on as well as everyone else on the team needs to turn it on. You don't have, yeah, you can say, yeah, there's 20 games or so left, but you don't got that much time. You have to lock it in. You got to get rhythm. Everyone has to get in rhythm. And I think Sabrina knows that. And I think she's using that, at, you know, that momentum from the All-Star game. Yeah. Coming into the second half, she's, she's definitely using that to push and, and get this team going. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, so far for the Liberty, we've yet to see, uh, you know, a 40 minutes uh, performance and consistency from that team. And what has been a, a struggle lately for the Liberty is is turning the ball over, mm. uh, which really kept the, the Mystics afloat and really helped them to, to stay in that game despite strong performances from Sabrina and Jocko Jones in the first half. Um, so that was definitely something that I was kind of frustrated, like rushing for no particular reason. Like, you know, they get the ball, they try to play fast when there's no really like much need because the defense is already set and then just throwing the ball to a teammate that is not looking around or, you know, just like a too predictable pass that the defense can read and steal the ball. So it was kind of like frustrating because it, it gave a life a lifeline to the Mystics. And it was the same against Dallas as well, like silly turnovers versus 
only two turnovers for Dallas. So that's something really to uh, you know be careful about. They really have to hone in on the turnovers. I think the well in the last few games definitely, and I think just throughout the season, their their turnovers are pretty high. You know, at least ten to twelve plus turnovers per game. And so I think, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I do believe they and they tend to have silly turnovers too. Yeah, it's yeah. like some of the passes and the defense is just reading it, you know, right away. And so, you know, they need to really protect the ball, take care of the ball better, you know, especially whoever has the ball coming up the court. You got to really, you really got to protect the basketball. And I think that's where their silly turnovers come. And yeah, as you said, like rushing into a play that you don't necessarily need to, especially when the defense is already set. So, you know, they I think there's still things they got to tweak, especially the turnovers. If they can get the turnovers under control and even keep it like 10 or below, they would be beating some of these teams by way more. Yeah. And I mean, we would have expected from, you know, the Liberty from two seasons ago or last season uh, for them to turn over the ball quite a few times because they, they still had a lot of young players on the team. But now with more experienced players, you wouldn't expect them to turn over the ball that much. So that's definitely something um, that I hope they, they can rectify. Uh, they've been able in previous games to you know rectify some of the you know areas of weaknesses they had so far this season. So let's let's hope that they look into that um, in the future. But third quarter, uh, a real you know, dominant performance from Sabrina and Stewie scoring freeze after freeze. Stewie, who was a little discreet in the in the first half, started to take over in the second uh, second half in that third quarter in particularly, and it got to a point where the Liberty had a seventeen point lead. And so, you know, as I always tell you, Felicia, I think this is the moment where I'm like, okay, I think now. I can end this uh, Friday evening on a more relaxing note. Can sort of <laughs> chill, get a little popcorn, a little nope. soda. But we've come across uh, many, many scenarios before where we could just not relax too long and take a little, a little break from uh, watching the game because mm-hmm. Britney Sykes, Natasha Cloud, and Shatori Walker Kimbrough uh, were the guards that really kept the Mystics afloat. And we know, we've mentioned it many, many times, it's a struggle for the Liberty, the perimeter defense. And Brittany Sykes and Natasha Clark were relentless attacking the basket. But they were also scoring freeze. Brittany Sykes, I mean, there was a play where Stewie came to help and then kind of left the assignment. And just Brittany Sykes just took the shot. Natasha Cloud attacking Sloot. Uh, Shatori Walker-Kimbrough scoring a couple of freeze. And next thing you know... Uh, they brought down the, you know, it, it was a three-point game pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a couple of minutes left. And so that was kind of worrying. Um, but that's the difference this year. We have players of experience. And it would have been a loss maybe last season, but it wasn't, uh, you know, this this game. And the Liberty were able to sort of like, you know, sustain uh, the comeback of the Mystics. Uh, taking quite a few boards, scoring when they needed to, and ended up winning that game, um, ninety six to eighty seven. 
Uh, and so I was happy that we got the win because if the Liberty had lost, considering that the Mystics were missing, missing Shakira Austin, Ariel Atkins, Elena Donadon, uh, that wouldn't have been a good look for, for the Liberty to, to lose that game. So glad yeah, they got I think the win. They, yeah, I'm definitely happy they got the win. You know, I think the in this game, you just saw that the Mystics weren't just about to roll over after a 17-point lead, and they shouldn't. No team should. You know, you're going to fight. You're going to play, you know, down to the last second, you know, and they did that. They were playing with pride. They played with poise. And, you know, again, for the Liberty, I think sometimes, you know, there's ebbs and flows to a game. So you take a punch, you come back. It's going to – sometimes it can swing back and forth, and that's what happened in this game. For the Liberty, you know, they have to – keep their foot on the gas you know they, they can't lose focus and I think sometimes they lose focus or you know the miscommunication or turnovers you know turnovers can spark rallies really easily and so you know if you're if you're having that combination of things you know unfortunately for the Liberty you're giving the team a chance to come back and especially for them having so many turnovers in this game you were giving the Mystics chance after chance to come back in this game. And, you know, with Sykes and um, Natasha Cloud, you're, you know, they are going to fight. You know, they're they're not just going to roll over yeah. and, and give you the game. No Definitely team not. should. <laughs> so, you know, by that, you know, you're, you're allowing them to come back in the game. But thankfully, they were able to lock back in. And, and really, you know, regain some composure there and, and get their poise back and and be able to defend and make some shots down, you know, down the stretch. So good win overall, despite the things that still things they need to tweak. But I think ultimately that is also the Liberty just working things out, learning to play together. This is their first year really all playing together. So, you yeah. know, especially with all the new additions. So, you know, I don't think anyone thought like oh with the new newer additions that is just going to click automatically it's going to take some time and it's going to take the season hopefully we're on the winning end of the season but again right now with these next in this second half they have to it has to click on all cylinders for the liberty yeah and uh, and another thing that could you know be sort of insignificant, but to me, I felt it was really important, was uh, Marine Joannes in, in this game. She only scored five points and, um, you know, was only one for five from the three-point line. Uh, but I definitely noticed that, you know, she was very active on defense. She had six rebounds, which is very unusual for, for Marine. And just the activity on defense, being disruptive when people were trying to attack the basket. She was trying to you know, block the shots and making it harder for, for you know, some of the guards of the Mystics. And uh, I think, you know, in the past, she was missing a lot of shots. Just like, she would, like, be over her head, overthinking things and, you know, sort of, like, stop playing or, like, stop playing at the level that we accustomed uh, for her to, you know, to play. But I felt like this time around, it didn't affect her at all. And, and I noticed what was very interesting, uh you know, prior to the game of, you know, today at the time we record the podcast, uh, um, before the game against the, um, the Indiana Fever, uh, Dolson said about uh, Marine uh, and Jackie Pasca, that, that question, uh, she said that every night she plays hard 
and she told her that before the game to play with the fun that she does and not worry about what happens. And I think that's what happens. Uh, she played more free, and good things come from that. Like the holly hoop uh, pass that she gave to, to Stewie. And when Marin was asked about, you know, um, you know, the struggle that she's been going through those past few games, she said, like, I'm, not, I'm trying to not overthink. I have to find a way to have a positive inf- impact on the court, and I just want to play with joy and help the team as much as I can. And I think that was definitely the case uh, against the Mystics. She didn't necessarily score a lot of points. Uh, Philgo was still a little shaky, but you know she still continued to play and be resourceful for the team. Yeah, she was in a slump for a little while. I think she's slowly coming out of that slump. And, you know, when any player you get into a slump, it can really affect your confidence if you let it. And so for her, just seeing shots go through, you know, even the previous game, she had a couple of shots there. And you could see after one of her threes, like Sabrina went up to her and just like hugged her. And I think just trying to encourage her because you could see. The last game against uh, the Dallas Wings, she was a little frustrated that when the shots finally went down, she still looked frustrated, just kind of like, finally, something's going down, you know? And so, yeah, she's going to keep shooting. The shots will come. And so I think also what's good for her is that she's doing the little things, you know, the other things that are needed on the court, um, getting rebounds, being a, a good defensive presence, just being a disruptor for the other team. You know, even if the shots aren't going down for her, her teammates are making the shots. So, you know, it, it, it's a game for her where I hope it's a good turning point um, for the rest of the season for Maureen. All right. Thanks, Alicia. So let's now move on to uh, Sunday's game as we record this podcast on the day of that game. Uh, the matchup for the third time against the Indiana Fever. And what we could say is that it was probably the most dominant and complete performance we've seen the Liberty playing this season. And, oh boy, what a first quarter, wasn't it? That was fantastic. This is the, I think, the Liberty team we that we have... We were hoping to see yeah, <laughs> this and whole. Vision, yeah. This is what the vision was, and they showed out, especially in the in the first quarter, forty four points, the most ever, the most points ever in the history of the WNBA in a quarter. So I, at first, like when I look at at some point, I look at the score, I was like, oh my god, like we're like already in the forties. And then I was like, that's got to be like a New York Liberty record. But then after that, we checked, and it was actually a WNBA record. Everything was clicking. Junko Jones, you know, continued where she left off, uh, you know, in that game against the, the Mystics. And, and this time around, it had more significance because it was against Aaliyah Boston, one of the rising stars of the WNBA, and one player that has been dominant on the on the inside against the Liberty. So I was really happy to see Dronko Jones continuing to dominate. Very like, you know, three pointers with confidence, attacking the basket, like the JJ that we want to see moving forward. And then Benajalini. Benajalini pretty much doing everything in this uh in this game. She had seventeen points uh in the first half and just playing with confidence shooting freeze, attacking the basket. That was one thing I was, uh, you know, telling you about, Felicia, uh, before we recorded the podcast, was the fact that I don't think there's a lot of players that can actually, like, 
contain Benajalini, especially when she attacks the basket, because she's so athletic, she's quick, she can shoot, so it's, you know, she's pretty much giving you a bit of everything, and so mm-hmm. as a defender, like, it's, it's really hard to contain her, but every time she attacks the basket, it's, Benaja is bucket, isn't it? There's a t-shirt <laughs> called Benaja is bucket. She so. is a bucket. I mean, it's hard to defend her when she when she gets into the paint, especially if she has a very nice spin move a lot of the times. And she's just a strong, I mean, overall, she's a strong defender, hmm. one. And then her offensive presence, it just makes it hard for any defender. She's not, it's not easy to contain her. I think the only times I think I've seen her this season where she makes, you know, turn over the ball in the paint is if she's like double or triple teamed. So yeah. otherwise, you go one on one. The likelihood is Benaja is gonna get you a bucket. <laughs> so, you know, kudos to her. She had a great game. As did practically all the Liberty. I think all the Liberty scored except Epiphany Prince. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, you know, got fed today. <laughs> so, you know, I think. But Epiphany only played a few minutes throughout the game. I think total. So. You know, it was a great win, a great complete win for the Liberty. You didn't feel like there's still ebbs and flows in the game. So that's I think that's natural with any with any game, but they definitely kept their poise and they they kept it going all game. Uh would it be too presumptuous to say that maybe in the ideal world, uh, Cindy Brandello listened to our last podcast and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we can only hope we uh, that she listened to our podcast or re- re- read some tweets from fans that she needs to, you know, play a bench a little bit more. And, yeah, what a great contribution from the bench. They have 29 points. That's the most I've seen, you know, you know, Brandello using a bench from very early on. Now, obviously, it helps uh, when you are like 44 to 17 by the end of the first quarter. But everybody was involved, and, and that was a great thing to see. And moving forward, we're, we're going to need everybody. So Yeah, I think, you know, as much as we hope and wish that Sandy is listening to our podcast. She did, I'm I sure. Think, I'm sure of it. <laughs> you, you keep being sure of that. You know, but I think she also realizes... They're about to enter an eight-game stretch in a matter of two weeks, or just slightly shy of two weeks. They're about to, I think, play eight games or so. Listen, we're gonna have to camp. So, we're gonna have to camp by the Barclays Center next week or <laughs> this upcoming week because with free home games, uh, with a back-to-back Thursday and Friday, uh, we might have to like camp at the Barclays. So yeah, definitely a lot of games ahead. Yeah. So she knows she she's gonna need her bench and. It's a good thing that she put them in today. And she started to play a little bit um, the previous game as well. But it's important that, you know, they get in rhythm now. Then throwing them in somewhere, you know, in this eight-game stretch, that's just not going to help. So even for everyone to come in at some point during the game today and just get minutes and defend. I mean, everybody was contributing well today. You know, they're, you know, obviously... Willoughby was great on defense. You got to give her a turn. She got a couple of points. She had a nice three. So she has a way of like, just like, you know, standing, like, you know, being, you know, staying with the, with the person she has yeah. to defend. And as a way, when she raises her arm to make it difficult for, you know, the offensive player to take a shot and a way to not foul, yeah. which is something that sadly, uh, is still working on 
Willoughby does a perfect job every time to make it really hard for And you're going to need her. You're going to need her down the stretch. You're going to need a defensive presence. It can't just be, you know, Thornton and um, Laney. Hmm. You're going to need some more defense. And everyone's going to contribute. Everyone's going to play their role defensively. But you need her, and you're going to need her in certain spots. And so I, I think she did a great job today as well. Um, Epiphany Prince, the minute she came in, I'm just glad that everyone got a chance to be in this game today, and they all performed really well. Yeah, and should we say that Marine's uh, shooting slump is, is over now? I hope it's over. She did well herself, you know, 12 points. And so I think, you know, some of those shots that were wild. That quarter where she's just like... Sort of leaning like yeah, almost like of, she was unbalanced too when she when when it went up and so you know she couple of crossovers off a couple of nasty crossovers oh my god <laughs> um, there was one shot she missed that we all wanted her to get uh, because yeah. everyone stood up when she had that nasty crossover yeah. was it on Hull I think it was Lexi Hull that a little uncle breaker I know there was um, um, another player as well Wallace I think. Uh, who suffer from that as well. But that's that's also the Marine that we want to see, you know, the confident player. Obviously, you know, we kind of expect now that she, you know, does those flashy plays. But, you know, more than that, it's just like being effective, being, you know, attacking, playing with confidence. And she did mm-hmm. that. And, and that, was, that was great to see. Like, everything was clicking. So it was, you know, it was a beautiful thing to watch. And... The great thing was that also defensively, um, I know the first two games, Aaliyah Boston uh, was quite a handful uh, on the inside. But this time around, she only had six points and three rebounds. And we felt like like Junko Jones and the team overall did a great job to, to contain her, wasn't it? Yeah, they frustrated her a lot. You could tell she was definitely frustrated on the court. And Jonquil did such a great job defending on her. She really stuck to her and made yeah. sure to get the position every time. You know, I think um, Aaliyah Boston only really had two shots that went down. And then the yeah. other she, two she points, were, it was a foul. So. She, she was in foul trouble. So uh, yeah. she had, you know, quickly three fouls in the first quarter. So that definitely going to disrupt the flow of your game when you have to go on a bench so early. But then when she came back, I mean, I don't think she scored at all in the second half. Now... I know there's been a lot of debates. Uh, I've been reading a lot of uh, debates on Twitter that, you know, there's a lot of, you know, Aaliyah Boston fans, and right, rightfully so. But there's always this this talk as to whether the Indiana Fever should feed her more on the inside. And, you know, I think it's a combination of both. Like, they didn't, feed, they didn't give, give her the ball enough on the inside in the second half, but there was also a great defense by Junko Jones. I saw Stewie as well helping out, uh, you know, Helping out maybe, you know, to the risk of her own well-being because uh, yeah. that, that big foul in the first quarter w- was scary. But I felt like they had a plan against Aaliyah Boston and it definitely worked, wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely worked out well. You know, I think also when a team gets down into, into a hole and they were in a hole, <laughs> you know, I mean, 44 points for the Liberty and I don't think... Yeah, they didn't even get to 20 points, I don't think, in No, the yeah, they quarter. scored 17 points. They, they won the second quarter 29 to 24, but, you know, when you lose by so much in the first quarter, it's going to be hard to catch up, so... It's hard to catch up, and you tend to start looking for three-point balls. You, you tend to 
go away from what is your bread and butter. And a lot of that is getting the ball to Aaliyah Boston. Now, John Cole Jones also defended her well. There are definitely times where it was going to be hard to get the ball into her. And so, you know, John Cole Jones came and she did her job to try to shut her down and then make the other players beat you. And their shots just weren't going down as they as they hoped. So that just also built a bigger hole, which advantage went to the Liberty on that. So, you know, she's a she's a phenomenal player. There's no question. That was the one player I was watching for today who could really take it to the Liberty and to JJ. But they held their ground. They shut her down. It got her frustrated. And once yeah. you get a player frustrated and in their head, sometimes you can take advantage. And, and that's what they did today. Yeah, and so, you know, my my biggest thing before the game was, and I told you that before, like, I just want to have a a full 40 minutes of great basketball. Now, obviously, it's hard to play a great basketball for 40 minutes. Like, the other team is often, you know, always going to make runs or, you know, you're going to sort of relax. But I I was really happy to see that in the second half, they kind of maintained that lead between 20, 25 points. And the fact that the Liberty play more as a team this time around, mm-hmm. uh, moving the ball over, like it wasn't stagnant. It wasn't like, let's just go ahead, give the ball this two e uh, to bail us out. And in a way, I mean, obviously it was scary when she, uh, you know, got elbowed by Aliyah Boston. It was obviously an accident. It wasn't done on purpose or anything. But the fact that Stewie had to stay on the bench for a little while just to rest and put some ice on, 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 on a jaw, on a mouth, um, and maybe it kind of helped a little bit because it's like now we have to sort of make sure that mm-hmm. we rely on on other players and yeah. just the way they just distributed the ball. Sabrina once again. Uh, being a great distributor, Vandersloot uh, having more assists this time around than the last game, mm-hmm. I felt was actually beneficial for the Liberty. And yeah, the 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 Indian Fever didn't make a comeback in this game. We kind of sustained that lead all throughout the game. Yeah, and even when Indiana tried to make any sort of comeback, you know, when they got, I think at one point we were up by thirty. They got the point. I think they got it down to nineteen. Sandy took a quick timeout. You know. She was not trying to let go of that lead. And I yeah. appreciate that. She was taking the timeouts when necessary, when she could tell. Even though we're up by 30, she she did not want the momentum to shift. And, you know, like the last game, yeah. <laughs> you saw when that momentum shifted. And they were up by, what, like 17, 20 points yeah, from the yeah. third quarter. And we know what happened there. They got the win, but barely. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, I think it, it was it was a good day overall for the team and, and for the coaching staff. Yeah, and, and Brandello did uh, mention it after the game where she said that for the most part they executed the, the defensive plan and she was really happy of how unselfish the team was, uh, the fact they find great shots and they play with poise today. And mm-hmm. I left the, the Vikings happy. I was like, man, the, uh, I didn't stress at all in this game. The game was, you know, quite fluid, like... There wasn't too many, like, you know, timeouts or fouls or reviews or whatever that lasted for 10 minutes. It was overall a great, great win. And the other thing I noticed, uh, other than, uh, obviously, uh, this cute little moment uh, post-game with uh, baby JJ, uh, Benajelani's niece, who was uh, there with uh, Benajel, Sandy, and and Jonko Jones, was the fact that uh, Jonko Jones did mention that 
you know, the efforts and especially you know, the offensive boards uh, was something that they really wanted to work on. And it, it felt like from some of the uh, interviews that, you know, Junko just had uh, post-game or pre-game was the fact that it seems like that Dallas game was a turning point and that they really had to look themselves in the mirror and sort of rectify certain things. I know that uh, after that game against Dallas, you, you saw also Sabrina's face that was really like, you know, livid, you know, upset of that loss and, and mentioned a few times that, you know, enough of talking about what we could do better, but let's just do it. And I felt like, you know, a little bit against the mistake, but particularly uh, today against the Indiana Fever, uh, they worked on all the things they needed to work on and, and that's going to be really positive moving forward considering that they're going to have more games in, in the second part of the season than the first part so we're not quite there yet in terms of like catching up uh, level wise with the aces but if we could you know have things that we've seen today then hopefully by the time the playoff come uh, we'll be ready so uh, great performance today, and uh, we're going to have quite a few home games uh, next week, uh, Felicia. <laughs> you got to uh, get ready. So, Tuesday, we'll be facing, uh, I feel like now it's going to be the last time that mm-hmm. we're facing the Seattle Storms uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Thursday, we're going to face another time, uh, the Atlanta Dreams. I think that's also the last time we're facing them. We already faced them three times, but we do have a little revenge to take on the dream because uh, they beat us uh, at the Barclays uh, the last time around. We beat them twice in Atlanta, but they beat us in in New York. So definitely looking forward to that game. And then on Friday, uh, they also have uh, a game which was supposed to be taking place in June. But if you remember with the the fire smoke uh, coming from Canada, uh, New York was uh, not able to, you know, have any uh, sports events uh, and back in June so it's the game that should have taken place in June postponed and that's going to be on Friday so free home games and back-to-back Thursday and Friday so that's going to be very interesting uh, we do expect the Liberty to take care of business uh, in those free games but you know it's the it's the WNBA as uh, Stewie said all teams are good and so no easy game and then I just remember, I forgot that they also, after that, have a game on Sunday uh, in L.A. against the Sparks. They're going to face the Sparks uh, two, uh, twice in a row on that Sunday, July 30th, and then the following week on Tuesday, August 1st. So a lot of exciting things ahead. Uh, we're so grateful that you decided to uh, uh, listen to our podcast uh, and get to know uh, the New York Liberty a little bit better and sharing our excitement for the team and for the second part of the season. So thank you so much. And as we always say, let's go Liberty!